Good morning and welcome to Smashy Business Daily. I'm Lubna Hamdan. I'm Richard Fitzgerald. And today we're going to talk about Dubai launching a program to help retired citizens in another move to support Emiratis. Abu Dhabi's Pure Health is acquiring more companies in Saudi Arabia, this time in the medical city. TikTok owner ByteDance fell behind on artificial intelligence, according to its CEO. Uh, listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Rami or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, subscribe to Smashy TV. How are you finding this? I was away for the last few days. I watched this show, but this is kind of week two of the of the Smashy Business yeah. Daily. Honestly, I'm I'm loving it. Uh, it it's exciting. It's nice. It's fun. Um, uh, it's unexpected yeah. that, that that I'm enjoying it this much. <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah, it's very good. You know, uh, we want to do this show as a, as a podcast, but it's a live morning show as well. And then we obviously have the newsletter. And uh, all the social channels and vertical video, and you know, in our view, podcasts—it's the wrong word for them. But they replace TV shows. You Absolutely. know, like if you're selling a book in the US, you used to go on a TV show. Now you go on the huge big podcasts. Yeah. And similarly, like newsletters have replaced websites, which replaced magazines. Yeah. So just the evolution of media is fascinating. We were talking, we were messing around with the mics, and we were wondering, like, are we late? Are we live? And it brought, it brought uh, what. came to mind was uh, this show on Apple TV called The Morning Show, which uh, Reese Witherspoon's company, Hello Sunshine, a really modern, uh, purpose-driven female empowerment uh, company. They've got book clubs, they've got loads of stuff. But on that show, it's done in, in the TV area, but there's so many things that you can learn from it. Uh, yeah, but yeah, absolutely. She is, at, you know, in real life, actually such a such a smart businesswoman, isn't she? Hmm. Um, I don't know if you know about her publishing company and, and the books and, and all of that. So yeah, it's crazy that in, in parallel, in real life, she actually does do all something similar in, in yeah. the publishing um, industry. The, the, yeah, that, that group, the Hello Sunshine group, sold for close to a billion dollars to Candle Media. So she's very, very smart. Yeah, yeah. she is. Yeah, she but, Looks also, very yeah. Um, yeah cute, but she is very fierce, <laughs> small but fierce. <laughs> yeah. Um, Richard, I was wondering, uh, what are your thoughts on retirement? <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not hinting at anything. <laughs> I think it's a made-up thing. Like what you know, I you know, obviously there's some labor law requirements around retirement, but I fundamentally disagree with them. <laughs> <laughs> Ali says, he asked the wrong person, I just don't believe in retirement. I never want to retire. Uh, you know, and it's so funny, Lubna, whenever you get those expat uh, financial advice companies, you know, sometimes I get triggered by them like, oh, what are you doing for retirement? I'm not. Like, <laughs> you know, it's not that I don't believe in saving for a rainy day, but like, I'm like, what? Like, stop working? Like, it's almost like, uh, it's like when people get married and have a kid and give up on their dreams and stuff. It's like, no, like, at 65, that, I have another 30 years. Yeah. Why, why stop me at, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not even going to ask you your thoughts on marriage and kids, Richard. <laughs> I'm <laughs> you not can, even you, you going to go do there. You can do everything. You, you can, you can semi-retire, but, you know, uh, there are some operators who run businesses while they're 90 and I, longevity is really important to me and uh, you know health is a part of that but like I would love to run this business when I'm 90. Yeah absolutely you know what I was speaking to um, the CEO of Stars Play the, the streaming service um, Maz Sheikh and uh, he was telling me that he doesn't want to retire because he saw his dad grow older so much faster so much quicker when he retired. A lot of people retired. say this right? Yeah, yeah, I just feel like it keeps you. It keeps you young. It keeps you excited. It keeps you, you know, uh, uh, albeit stressed, but still, you know, keeps your your brain working, right? Yeah. There's um in football at the moment. There's a story about the manager of Liverpool, Jurgen Klopp, 
And after sort of nine years, I think, at Liverpool, he's retired. He's uh, quitting at the end of the season. And the reason he gave was that he's tired and he'll take a break for a year and he'll come back. And it got me thinking about, you know, it's all one good saying I'll retire, whatever, but, but work can be stressful, right? And I think some of those jobs, some of those real pressure cooker jobs, it's why CEOs at public listed companies do have a tenure and it's why presidents have a tenure as well in, in certain uh, countries. Like, but I, I think there is a pressure cooker element to it. Yeah. And I was thinking like, you know, uh, if a club doesn't have as much pressure, you can probably do it for longer. But if you're in the eye of the storm for so long, it's very hard to sustain. Absolutely. Like it can put a lot of pressure on you. So you, the people who run public listed companies for 15, 20 years, and so you really admire them even more, you know, yeah. and leaders of, of this region and His Highness Sheikh Mohammed, like, you know, there's a book called Sheikh CEO, right, mm. which talks about how he runs the UAE and he's been doing it for so long that, uh, you know, that that's kind of, that's running a country, but also running, uh, running a, a sort of a, a business. A business, yeah. really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm curious, Richard, what do you do to relax? Because I feel like you read the news to relax. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? You, you produce it. Do you not want to relax people with your stories? No, I don't think I do, so. <laughs> I do. You know what? I stopped listening to music in the car. I just listen to, uh, to news shows of every single day. Um, oh, either news shows or podcasts. Yeah. Um, it's it's yeah. just better for you. I yeah. don't know. I feel like music doesn't doesn't quite cut it for I me sleep. anymore. You sleep to, yeah, to relax. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, but look, uh, like for, know, four hours or Yeah, I try I don't I don't encourage that really, but um sometimes, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this week's been a bit tough with travel and all, but like no, I think everyone has different ways, different outlets, you know. Um some people watch uh, mindless numbing shows and stuff like that, which is which is great, you know, each to their own. Uh, I do as well in Arabic sometimes. But oh, really? You, do you understand Arabic? Uh, yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, nice. <laughs> but you know, but like some of that is a bit, is learning as well. But no, everyone has their own thing. Like I do, I do sport and stuff like that. But you know, I think going back to the retirement part of it. Like, having that balance is important, isn't it? Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's important. Yeah. I mean, going back to retirement, right? Um, Dubai is doing so much for its citizens. And I guess Dubai agrees with you that, you know, people perhaps shouldn't retire uh, so early. Um, and it launched a program to help uh, retired citizens uh, get back into work. Um, you know, it's offering them uh, financial incentives. Uh, and it believes in their talent to help with the city's development, which I think is, is quite beautiful because, you know, um, this is going to sound bad, but there is wisdom in older age. And I mean that in the best way possible. Mm. Um, so I think it's great. Um, the program will uh, also provide them with a financial backing for future projects, a five-year exemption from service fees, and priority consideration for government projects. So it's nice to, and, and it's also encouraged them to earn additional income to uh, supplement their pensions. Is that is that people who've retired because of age? What's the age mm. Premarajis to retire? Sixty five or sixty? I believe it's it starts at sixty. And so yeah. it's it's those people that they yeah. want to bring back. Yeah, exactly. It's not like if I retire because I'm thirty, like it's it's the people who pass no. the threshold that yeah. they can re-enter. Yes. Is this from Mohri, the Ministry of Resource and Emeritization, Human yes. Resource? Because what the you know they. They're so active, yeah. and we've we've met the minister a couple of times, and they really engage with media. But also, uh, the initiatives that they put out, 
sometimes uh, you can see what they're doing, and sometimes they change really fast. They pull things back and they launch things, but. Uh, it's really important to have such a dynamic ministry to look at all these things and to put in initiatives in place, whether it's for retirement or, you know, there was something last week about, uh, you know, the, what's the right word, diversity, and they were going to have uh, different percentages of nationalities. And they've, they also have quotas at the moment to each company, even SMEs now have to hire Emiratis and mm-hmm. things like that. But all their initiatives are uh well intended i guess absolutely and you know that just a couple of weeks ago i think it was it was last week perhaps um they want to help emiratis get married um but also you know cut down uh, uh on the, the divorce rate right so they're offering them free uh, they're they're paying for the weddings and then they're offering them free marriage counseling. They're really looking after you know Emirati citizens and trying to improve their lives. So. Yeah, it goes back to you know Hassan Sheikh Mohammed saying that he wants people to have a great life now, not for the future. The ones who live yeah. now, and I think if you're, I think that makes you love your country even more. You know, if if that's been done for you and the country yeah. of the time. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of loving your country more, Abu Dhabi is loving investing in Saudi. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, Pure Health uh, has acquired a 25% stake in, Sa- in Saudi medical city, Sheikh Shahbout. Uh, it acquired it for $150 million. It was actually Mayo Clinic's um, stake. Uh, and it's just one of those, yeah, one of a couple of deals. So last year, uh, Abu Dhabi National Insurance Company acquired a 51% majority stake in, in a Saudi insurance company called uh, the Alliance Saudi Franzi Cooperative Insurance Company. <laughs> Pretty long name, uh, which is a joint stock company, uh, which is listed in the kingdom. And then in 2021, Mubadala, the Abu Dhabi Sovereign Wealth Fund, also acquired a 60% stake in health provider United Eastern Medical Services, which operates in both Saudi and the UAE. So I think it's it's interesting, isn't it, that Abu Dhabi is is investing in in Saudi? Yeah, and all of those examples you gave, Lubna, are in, are in the wider sort of health space, insurance, health, and things like that. It is fascinating. Pure Health, I think, are the ones that went public last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a yeah. few other Cleveland Clinic, Mayo clinics under them. So yeah. it'd be interesting to know that because a lot of these IPOs are oversubscribed and they put cash in the coffers of the companies. So that 150 million might be as a result of. The, the cash that they had from their listing. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, I think it is fascinating. Like so at some level, you know, what's the word when you say countries uh, want to only own what's in their country? The French are, are great at it. Um, what's yeah. Deme- what's the word? There's a word for it anyway, that they uh, that they want to own their own airlines and their own co- things like that. But then what we see, and then there's also the thinking that uh, this region, the cities and the countries, uh, only really want their countries to, companies to grow, yeah. uh, but I think this is really important because the cross-country investment at a state level or at a public listed company level is just really good for uh, regional integration and cross trade. And you know, for, for the right, what what um, incur- why Europe rose is because there was cross-border trade under the EU, and what we're getting at is like indirect versions of all that. Absolutely. You know what? Fadi Ghandur just said this a couple of, of weeks ago. He said um, there is competition between the UAE and Saudi, but there's nothing wrong with it because it's healthy competition. Mm. And, you know, I think I think it's great for them to, to team up on, uh, you know, on these uh, joint joint ventures. Yeah. And I think these some of these sectors might appear unsexy, but they're, they're drivers like, you know, insurance is such a key pillar in, you know, 
like Warren Buffett built his whole thing on on Geico insurance. Like that's such a understanding these businesses is really smart investments. And yeah, and it sounds like a very smart investment for Pure Health. You know what? I met up with a friend uh, yesterday who owns a storage business, and I was like, "Why storage?" And then he said, "I love boring." He said, boring is good. What's wrong with boring? So yeah, insurance sounds boring, but that's where the money is, right? Mm, it's, mm, it's, uh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, luckily, we're not in the boring industry, are we, Richard? No, I don't <laughs> think so. It so, moves faster than, than insurance for sure in media. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to ask you, so you were in Riyadh. Mm. Uh, how was it? Tell me, what, what was it like? What is the atmosphere there? It must be really exciting. I haven't been to Saudi in a while. Yeah, yeah, we, I go quite regularly. We have uh, Augustus Media Saudi has set up there since 2017. Uh, we were with Astro Labs. Uh, they had a Ford 600 event, and uh, we were the first company they uh, assisted there in 2019. We were actually there before, and they've they've helped 600 companies set up in the last four, five years, four and a half years. Uh, and um, yeah, everything about. Saudi and Riyadh, you know, we, we see it in the media, we see the giga projects, but on the ground, it's, fa- it's, fa- it's fast paced. It's, it is very domestic. It's, you know, I always think of Saudi as a domestic story, not an international story. And, um, you know, as someone who doesn't fully speak Arabic, it is a little bit difficult to navigate. Uh, but uh, meetings are quite accessible. Uh, there's a lot of people there at a meeting with a lawyer, at a meeting with the, um, so there's an entity that does cybersecurity, and they they have a union and Etihad with four of the companies, and they do eleven big events. And we had a meeting about Leap Conference, uh, which inshallah, Smashy Business Daily will be streaming from the floor there at, in the first week of March. It's inshallah. a hundred eighty thousand people attended event. They've got a, a another subset of that now, all about AI. It's a huge event and it's only in its third year. So, you know, those type of things are happening. Uh, we have a good program, good uh, partnership with Ignite program, which is for the content sector. But there's so much happening and you can feel it in airports. You, you know, before it was like buses over, consultants in suits. But now, you know, I, 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 my, you know, kind of uh, discerning look around is that there's, individual, more creative people hopping on flights and things like that. And the, nice. the sector is just diversifying. Uh, the sectors and the people on the ground is just evolving all the time. You know what? That's really exciting. Um, and we're going to do our third story now. Uh, and then I'm going to ask you more. I'm going to pick your brains, okay? We don't have a guest today. So just th- think of yourself as, as the guest for, for a, l- a little while. Um, uh, TikTok owner ByteDance. Um, the CEO of ByteDance, uh, which owns yeah, which owns TikTok, uh, he said in a staff meeting that the company was late to the party when it came to implementing AI and making the most of it. Um, he's not alone. Uh, we have already seen uh, Alibaba's Jack Ma and uh, JD.com's Richard talk about similar organizational issues. Um, you, when you started Love in Dubai, it was obviously different to other publications. Uh, people still love to hate on it, but it's doing really well, so you get the last laugh. Um, you did it anyway. It was different, it was new, um, and it was ahead of its time, right? Any, any advice, or I guess my question is, why did you take that risk? Um, t- tell me a, a little bit more. I'm, I'm, I'm curious, because it is related to this, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I, we'll talk a little bit about th- that comment. And I think, um, you know, it's funny how these things are positioned in the media, you know, because he says it in a staff meeting and then it comes out. Uh, I, 
well, think it that's was, intended. Yeah. yeah, it was posted on yeah, the his, the company's official WeChat yeah, account. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you know, I think it's. I think first of all, when I see something like that, I think it's a very good leadership because I think he uh, is showing a weakness, but he's also showing a priority and a focus. It's like when. Uh, TikTok was riding, rising. Mark Book Zuckerberg said, "Well, this is a threat, you know, and we need to double. Like, if you've got a competition on the horizon, whether it's uh, a company or a, a development in the industry, uh, an innovation, you need to be awake to it. And sure, you you know, these things move fast, as we were just joking about in media, but you can also grab grab onto it. And I think back, I remember I was working in the media industry and social media, and I always felt we were doing real time publishing for clients." So creating a media brand just felt like a, like a social media client thing that I just didn't need approvals for. Right. You know? <laughs> with clients, you always had to get approvals to post on their pages, but yeah. with Love in Dubai, we didn't. <laughs> maybe maybe we, you know maybe indirectly afterwards, but like so. I think with media, uh, I just thought that there was such an opportunity, and I remember saying it to people in that agency at the time. What's this category like with ad spend? And they said it's it's saturated. And I was like, "Cool, who's there?" And they listed out some companies, and I was like, "Yeah, but they're not really doing it." And you know, some of the competitors, perceived competitors in the in the digital publishing space, were doing about ten pieces of digital content a week from day one. Lubna, we did ten a day, like we did fourteen hours a day from the first of September, twenty fifteen. We haven't stopped. Wow. You know, like and 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 it's just incessant, and it changes over time, but. It's just understanding that you can lean into social media platforms, and you know it's always a risk because if you lean into them too much, uh, then like if we lean into TikTok too much and they change something, and you built your audience and your business there. So, so we've always tried to build IP and build brand, and our sort of uh, uh, barometer, our asset test is. You know, I always kind of think of this. If I ask nine people, ten people on the street in Dubai or in the malls, would would nine of them have heard of Love in Dubai? And you know, when our sales team go to agencies and go to clients or our marketing team, and the receptionist gets excited that Love in Dubai is here, yeah, then I know that it's that it's felt amongst audience, irrespective of if clients decide to invest in you. And that going back to your question about Saudi, that's why we were. Six years before the publishing companies of UAE, we we were there in 2017. Yeah, some are entering now. Exactly, and they were 15 years before us here. And the reason why we did that is because uh, I knew that if the person on the street or in the mall or wherever in Riyadh or in Saudi hasn't heard of our brands, then we don't have a product. Right. You can you can say your regional title all day, and you can sell from UAE all day, and you can have clients who invest in you. But if someone isn't consuming your content on the ground in the day, and if they haven't heard of, say, Mimun Kesser's social media or hit show on Snapchat, then we don't have a pro- we don't have anything that's monetizable. Definitely. So the investment in the local talent there, the people on the ground, and going before there was even licenses, being the first foreign-owned media company in Saudi Arabia in 2017 ever, right, uh, is is because of of that point and. Uh, and I think, you know, uh, that's important, right? So, you know, the innovations that change along the way, I think uh, the, the problem with, with us and with media is that uh, we're swimming against two tides. We're against 
the platforms like TikTok and Facebook and also the creator economy. Yeah. And you, e you either, if you're not one of them, then what are you? And if you're in the middle, then you have to be agile. Like swimming against the current, you have to be agile, right? So uh, as we grow, you know. And you swim, right? Yeah. <laughs> you actually swim yeah. as well, you're a swimmer. Okay. Yeah, but I, I, I do triathlon, but, but like, so I do, yeah, but, but, you know, the analogy kind of is about, being agile and some you know that requires change management and sometimes like this show Masalan, like for example this was a live stream a few years ago right it's live but we have to go okay well what's our view on media now and then how does ai play into it and how how do you like this guy communicate to your team and go like a wake-up call is like and then how do you prioritize i remember when facebook went public in 2012 2013 uh, their share price dropped, I think, from 30, 40 bucks down to 10, 11, or less than 20. Yeah. And uh, the reason they did is because investors looked at their current revenue, and zero revenue was coming from mobile, right? And uh, Zuckerberg hadn't turned the ads on in the mobile, because the ads up until then were on the right-hand side of the desktop, and he hadn't introduced a feed ad yet. So he hadn't interrupted that precious space because he hadn't reached a billion users. And that was his uh, thing for Instagram and watch the ads come to WhatsApp now. But like uh, because of this user threshold and they're trying to do the same with threads. So when he did that, when he, he, he put the ads into the feed, it wasn't like, hey, ads team. He basically said mobile first company. So he, so he went back to the developers and he was like, that code that you were doing on the HTML5 or whatever you were building on the desktop for the, the Facebook app, I want you to rip that up. I want you to code first on the mobile app. Right. So he literally sort of went mobile, like fully, fully mobile first. Yeah. You know, and we're, we're grappling with a bit of that now. Like websites are dying, right? Definitely. And I haven't pulled the oxygen tent. I haven't pulled the plug yet on our writers, but they, they should know it's coming that we will be doing podcasts as as website, a newsletter as website, and audio, like the, the team are giving feedback at the moment and they're saying, oh, the Love in Dubai show is good on Instagram Live. I'm like, cool, it's a podcast though. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, yeah. And, and so you have to think of it. And a podcast is a word, the connotations around that need to change. And, yeah. and this is the same with, with AI and everything. Yeah, absolutely. You know what, when I, you know, when I first joined, it was difficult for me to, um, accept the idea that I'm not going to be writing articles on a website anymore. It's all going to be, you know, on social media, uh, you know, social posts. Um, but you just got to do what you got to do, right? And and I am actually really enjoying it right now. Yeah, I think the articles that you do are on social posts, but they're also in the newsletter, and those right. newsletters will have a link that people can share. Yeah. It's just it's just understanding consumption and behavior and yeah. trends and. You know, and not being set in your ways, I think, right? You you do have to just do what you have to do at the end of the day without overthinking it and and being sensitive to to things. Right? Yeah, I think I think you know the the baseline is that you are a journalist and you create content, uh, but how people consume that content is a bit liquid and it's it's a bit fluid. Yeah, yeah. Okay, last question. Um, I think a lot of people are are curious about this. Um, does it bother you that people hate on Love in Dubai? No. <laughs> I'm not even going to defend Love in Dubai and say they don't hate us. No, it doesn't bother me. Should it bother me? No, not at all. I think, do you do you enjoy it sometimes? No, I don't get haters off Haters are fans as well, right? Uh, what, sorry? Haters, haters are, are yeah, fans. I, I, don't, uh, I don't enjoy it. I, I think, though, that uh, there's the brand part of Love in Dubai, and then there's the service part of local news. 
And if you were really protective of your brand, then sometimes you wouldn't do news. You know, I, I, I remember uh, seeing some influencers or content creators take down content during sensitive times because they'll get backlash. Yeah. We would never do that because we're a public service. Like it's, you know, it's like water, it's a utility. News is there, it's free. Uh, and, uh, you know, there is an element of that. It's regulated and it's under the uh, media regulatory office and, it, and it's free. But so there's an element of like, you know, if you're a if you're a brand like an FMCG or an automotive, uh, like say Starbucks at the moment, which is a topic, they've got a whole PR company working on crisis management global of every message has to be every message when disney launched in well, the region they're not doing that well are they <laughs> no they're, they're not doing that well but they're not doing that bad if you look there where are the comments because they're not posting because they turn off the comments yeah we don't do that uh well i i mean I, I i clarify that we we turn off comments when it's inciting hate in the society sure. but we don't do it to protect our brand and when uh Disney Plus launched in the region, they got a lot of backlash over LGBTQ content yeah. uh, because, you know, th their strategy was to uh, push that and, uh, you know, internationally. And uh, they turned off all the comments because, you know, and, and I just think, hey, you're an entertainment company, you're a media company, you know, and I think uh, while Disney Plus isn't local news, there is an element of, uh, are you on social media or are you not? And, uh, you know, I could, I could talk about that. I appreciate, you know, you're, you're doing your thing, love now you're asking <laughs> questions. And, and we'd love to talk about TikTok, but like, you, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I think people blow hot and cold with stuff. Like, as I said, like, um, you know, if nine out of 10 people and if the receptionist is excited that they see love in Dubai, I don't think everyone hates love in Dubai. I think, I think people get triggered on comments and social media. And I think, you know, um, all the heads of these platforms were up in the Senate yesterday, Linda Yaccarino, Mark Zuckerberg, and Mark Zuckerberg apologized to parents for the harmful content, what it's done to kids, right? So I think they have a lot more to be accountable for and to give companies like Love and Dubai the protective tools to reduce some of this hate speech and things like that. So I would blame them rather than our positive feel good, uh, <laughs> bringing the, the joyful community stories to the city every day. <laughs> that's a great answer. Honestly, that's a great answer. Um, I could do this all day. I could ask you so many. I have so, I'm going easy on you, by the way. Yeah. Because that was <laughs> not, easy. <laughs> not asking you. <laughs> that was easy. Richard, right. thank you so much for that. Um, Subscribe to uh, Smashy TV. That's where you can watch the show. We're also going to put snippets of it on uh, social media. Uh, follow us everywhere and uh, subscribe to the newsletter and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Al-Ghami, Spotify, Apple, we are everywhere. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks a lot.